Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode eight of the podcast. And today we're going to be discussing steroid use and abuse and the difference between use and abuse, mainly for men. But I'm sure we'll touch on women a little bit as it is very naive to think that women are not on juice. Um, I know I've always been very naive and, you know, a lot of the physiques that you see on Instagram, they ain't natural. They ain't natural. (laughs) And, And it's just sad that not many people talk openly about it. I think especially women, I think, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think there are more guys talk about it openly and have, you know, podcasts discussing it, whereas... Women, yeah, I agree. So much. There's definitely a lack of women talking about steroid usage. And, you know, it's a surprise to a lot of people. You know, your favorite female fitness influencer is probably using something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we won't talk about it because, one, you know, we don't want to admit it. Secondly, some of them won't talk about it because you know, negative side effects they don't almost want to admit to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, look, you know, if you love Laura Lee, you know, Chapo or whatever her name is, she is going to be doing Anavar for a pre, you know, pre-mail or something similar, you know, clean, you know, to, to get ready for competition. And that's just a, you know, in fact, not, you know, I would say 99.999% of all female bikini competitors at professional level are using uh, are using you know, some form of steroid. Yeah, I agree. And that's just a fact, you know. And yeah, and same with men. But as we said, men are more openly talking about it. You know, you've got a whole sites yeah. and forums discussing yeah. it. You know. A lot of women don't want to talk about it, you know. But then again, a lot of women don't want to, you know, won't even admit they're taking steroids. And we're talking about normal women who don't realise that the birth control pill is a steroid. It's exactly. It has side effects, same as any other steroids. So, you know, there's a massive population of women in this world that are on steroids. More than men. Without even Good knowing life. it. Without even knowing it. Exactly. Which is really sad, isn't it? And a bit scary. It is. Yeah. That is scary. That's a, I think that's a scary thing because... Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you you get given you know take birth control pill you know given that from a, as a, you know as a teenage girl you know doctors literally just put you on you know, on steroids isn't that crazy? If, well, that's the thing. If a guy came up to you in the gym and said, "Hey, you know, here take your steroids," you would question it a little yeah. bit, um, you, and you'd probably say no. Some might say yes, but the good majority of a random person because the doctor says take this pill take it well question and i'm not here to tell people to question doctors but i think you should question everything and look at what's best for yourself you know um but you know say about you know the side effects the side effects you know everything you know anything exogenously you take that your body doesn't actually need you to take has some form of reaction you know some sort of you know side effect it it really does and I mean, we're not going to be talking about the pill. I don't think we have done an episode dedicated to that, have we? Not fully. We, no, we've touched we've on touched it. Touched on it. Yeah. We, might, we might have to do that, yeah. Mm. Just because it is so interesting. And I think, you know, people just don't realize that, you know, your, your sex hormones are steroid hormones as well. Um, yeah. I think people really don't understand what steroid means. Um, well, yeah. And, yeah, and again, like like with the pill, like, you know, you're, you're, I think, you know, when you're judging people about steroids and, you know, you're unknowingly taking them, you know, it's, 
it's all about making informed choice and that is what we're about so that you can we give you the information so you can make an informed choice and i always think you know like this is a judgment-free zone um I've like from you guys, I've learned so much about sort of, you know, bodybuilding and steroids and, you know, just coming from thinking like, oh, no one takes them to, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all these chicks are on them. There's an interesting thing for you. There is uh, in South Africa, one time I was there, I was listening to a news report and it was talk about all the banned athletes in South Africa taking steroids, you know, people who failed drug tests, 90% of them were school rugby players. Yeah, it's, it's a big problem there from the age of like 15 now. Yeah. It's... And, and the schools, mm. I, I guarantee the schools know about it, you know, because school rugby in South Africa is big business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because people go watch, you have stands, people watching. So, you know, there's people, you know, and, you know, my views on kids taking steroids is pretty extreme, you know, it just shouldn't happen. You know, I wouldn't even say it's extreme, I'd just say it's kind of sensible thinking. Mm. But the fact is, you know, I would say, you know, the schools have further responsibility. But that's going off point, but that was an interesting thing I found. It's not just about bodybuilders. You mm. know, a lot of sports. Yeah. Your favourite track athlete has or is taking steroids right now. And, you know, has, because what happens is with most athletes, as they prepare for a big race, in their prep, they will take steroids to help recovery, help oxygen, you know, manipulation, everything else. Come before the race, they cycle off. A few weeks before, you know, they'll come off. That is so when we get tested, they pass. Now, if we mistime that, that's when we fail their drugs tests. (laughs) And it's naive to think that all your favourite athletes aren't taking steroids because we're talking fine margins of victory. It may be that they're taking things they don't even know is banned yet or yeah. it's a derivative because yeah. they're part of these big programmes where, you know, coaches are like, oh, let's try this. It hasn't been banned yet, but, you know, come the actual time, of, you know, race, it's been added to the banned list or, you know, something happens. Yeah. You know, so that's why you'll find a lot of the top wealthy nations athletes don't get caught because they're kind of ahead of the curve mm-hmm. but the slightly uh, ones from the poorer nations or ones with slightly older or non-joined up programs are the ones that get caught because you know there's you know the coaching level or the doctoring level isn't where the others are yeah and i think i think people hear steroids and think big muscles and forget yeah, exactly. that's yeah. the thing I would say in the world, bodybuilders are probably only five, ten percent of steroid users. Yeah, big time. The other sports are are way more prevalent, uh, but they use differently. Yeah, it's not like you know they're not trying to be stacked and you know there's various different things. Look at look at cycling, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, and it's naive to think he's the only one ever taking it. Take baseball. A-Rod and everyone else, if you've ever watched that Netflix documentary about all the baseball players taking yeah, steroids. Even, even NFL, rugby, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, rugby's no different. There's big money there and people will, will do their best to... NFL, whatever everyone's juicing. Oh, they're, they're in... They're, uh, they're everyone's massive. juicing they're, in NFL. I usually call it like bodybuilders playing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just bodybuilders yeah. who are fast. The thing is like <laughs> NFL, because... You know, you want you know we measure certain metrics in NFL. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we're recruiting players, it's like how tall are you, how quick can you run this in, mm. how strong are you, what's how your high can bench you press. Yeah. So these are things that lend itself to, you know, hit and reduce and improving those times, those strengths. You know, a bit of size. So you know, so it's not when people think about steroids, they think about bodybuilders. Yeah. yeah. That's because bodybuilders are the only ones openly talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a fact, yeah. There's so much usage in the world and various things. You know, it's it's important to, to you know, to, to be aware of it. It's not just bodybuilders. It's, you know, pretty much most sports at some point probably yeah. someone, at least someone has used their ways to get ahead. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think 
enhancements people should realize by now they're a big part of sports that that's why sports science exists and yes some people abuse some use i guess but as long as there's sports and there's big money people will be enhanced whether it's football whether it's bodybuilding whether it's rugby i think i think yeah, it's, it's here that, to stay it's that hu- like human nature is always to push yep like to push the gel- genetic limits like you can reach your genetic ceiling but I don't know I think you know it's it's just that curiosity like how far can I push it how far can I go we're talking fine and when you're talking and in sport and top sport we're talking fine margins between Mm. each competitor you know to be the best in the world or being number 10 is almost 0.001%. 0.001%. So if you can just tip something in your favour, yeah. you can go from being number 10 in the world to number one in the world. Because yeah. everyone at the top has got similar genetics. Yeah. There's a few yeah. outliers, like someone like Usain Bolt. You know, when he was in his prime, no one was near him. Yeah, I'd probably argue he used steroids at some point. He was still already better than everyone else. You know, but that's just because that is... The normality of it all. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it does get us into this thing of use and abuse, use, don't abuse. And I think where sport has probably got it better than bodybuilding is the using part without the abusing part. Yeah, mm-hmm. like somehow yeah. control, use it with the help of doctors or sports scientists. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's a major difference, I think. Using is using just enough to yeah. achieve the goal you want. <laughs> now, with bodybuilding, the goal is so subjective. You know, you're never going to be big enough. You're never going to be strong enough. That lends itself to people going, you know, more is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where actually recently people have realized more isn't better. It's about what, you know, finding the maximum, you know, it's saying Dr. Dean talks about, it's called maximum safe dosage mm-hmm. for you. And it's yeah. basically looking at, you know, and no dosage is safe per se, but it's about yeah, finding yeah. what your body tolerates most and then keeping set. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than going beyond that, where you're just making yourself essentially putting yourself in a health risk without yeah. Yeah. And any I, actual gain from it. Mm. Yeah. And I think also when it comes to bodybuilding, it's I find it's where not everyone is genetically built to be as yeah. big as someone else. So where a lot of abuse comes in is when everyone wants to be big and it's it's like, wait, he's using a small amount that I'm using and nothing's happening. So you know what? I'm just going to keep pushing until I see some results. And then it ends up, you find you in the dangerous zones. And I think with bodybuilding, it's it's where everyone can gym, people enjoy. It's different from, I guess, pro pro bodybuilders, the best will be, will be there. Like, it doesn't matter how much they use. But when you're just trying to be healthy, so to speak, and then now you're using doses that put you at risk. It's it's almost like you're you're not built for that. So obviously, for you to reach a certain point, you have to abuse certain things. I think things. here's the thing: it's it's knowing where safe, and the only way of doing that is have, looking for health markers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. looking at you know what's happening. So when we look at steroids, obviously we have. You know, we're, we're talking about things that affect sex hormones. Mm. But the knock-on effect of that is they're made of chemicals. So your liver has to process it. Your kidneys then have to, you know, deal with your, you know, increased viscosity of blood. Yeah, your heart is so affected. So blood gets, you know, your blood, you get increased your red blood cell count, so blood gets thicker. That increases your blood pressure. Your kidney then has to try and clean your blood and clean everything out with a high pressure so it's like turning on a really high hope you know hose and putting it through a you know a, a cheese bag and hoping it doesn't tear. It doesn't. <laughs> that's basically that's basically it you know so the more you use the higher that pressure goes so if you're not watching your blood pressures or you're not using blood pressure medication to keep that down 
what happens is you damage your kidney and that's pretty much irreversible mm. like serious kidney damage is irreversible mm. so there's a lot of guys using steroids not doing any tests and I think you know when you are using rather than abusing obviously in an ideal world it's in a doctor based setting and the doctors are going to say you know and doctors do prescribe actual steroids you know doctors prescribe human growth hormone to kids that you know who aren't growing fully you know so they are done in situations where they can be monitored and with that monitoring you you know obviously doctors will do things like check bloods now with the average guy on the street, they're happy to spend the money on the steroids, but not happy to spend the money on the tests. And they don't realise that, you know, not even, you know, and I would say the minimum, and, you know, we have a discussion with Scott so long ago, was, you know, the minimum you should do is blood pressure cuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a minimum, you know, if you, you know, if you're not willing to buy yourself even a blood pressure cuff. <laughs> you're just taking a um, risk. <laughs> you're taking risks for no reason because yeah. you know that's the first thing you want to get control of your blood pressure because that's what's going to damage your kidneys. Yeah. You know, your liver's pretty good at regenerating. You can get a few things like lipids more glutathione to help mm-hmm. you know, live other things. But you know, your that higher blood pressure will affect your kidneys, but then it also affects your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's also and people don't realise that taking. Um, because your sex hormones help, you know, control your cholesterol levels. So, you know, what you find is when you're using steroids is your LDL increases, your HDL decreases. Especially, depending on, you know, certain types of steroids have more of an effect. But a lot of the orals really affect your lipid profiles. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Winstrol or Anavar. These things will really affect your lipids, mm. and that in turn. So now you've got thicker blood, higher cholesterol, potential for more clotting, higher blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you've got all these things now. You're stacking up, and you've not been checking any of them, so you don't know when to, you know, yeah. come on, come off. You know, and yeah. that's the other thing is people don't. And this is out the spot. You know, use versus abuse. A user will have a defined period of time. They will go, yeah. I'm going to use these steroids for eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. Go, you know, it like, so I've eight or 12 weeks in bodybuilding worlds. Everything's done by that. I know. This is 12, um, 16, 20. This is easier math. <laughs> um, so we do like 12 weeks on. I mean, what you should do is come off and maybe do like, you know, PCT or come off completely. Mm. Yeah, depending on you know yeah, how your body or, reacts, and, yeah. You know, and that's the thing: it's being able to check that. So, the reality is, there's a lot of guys just on steroids all year round, yeah. yeah. and I don't mean like TRT. Yeah, and that's the other thing: TRT is prescribed by a doctor, testosterone replacement therapy. So, doctors know there's a health benefit to steroids, and there is. There's a health benefit if you are low testosterone, having testosterone replacement therapy. That is something men should be jumping upon if they feel, if you know, if you're in your 40s, you start feeling a bit lethargic, speak to your doctor, get your testosterone levels checked. Yeah. If they're low, it's healthier to take testosterone replacement therapy. In some countries, it comes as a cream. Some places, it'd be a, an injection that you do, you know, once every 10 days, you know, 250 mg every 10 days or you know, it might be a, a weekly injection of, yeah. you know, or works out to be like 100 mg a week. So, you know, and that's fine, that's use, because, you know, you've got yeah. someone checking you, who's get, the doctor's going to check your bloods, probably re-prescribe, check your bloods. Um, but there's a lot of guys just doing things for themselves out in this world, and young guys who are blasting drugs all year round, because they don't want to come off, because they think they're going to, shrink well if you've been on steroids and you've not built any muscle then you're definitely doing it wrong yeah and i think got, you haven't got your diet and training in place mm. yeah no i was going to say another thing with trt it's it's meant to keep you in your normal healthy ranges so if you're on bulks of uh you know anabolic and and, and androgenic steroids and they're way above you're not on trt you're on a cycle 
just you know because I know a lot of people say TRT yeah and it's a joke in bodybuilding like, <laughs> yeah. TRT and they say we go on 250 yeah it's like yeah. TRT and it's like well that's, that's not TRT that's not yeah it's not <laughs> because you're actually still higher than was physiologically normal. Yeah. We go, oh, TRT for me. Well, no, you just like being over physically. You're so used to being so past normal that being normal, it, it doesn't feel normal to them. So they want to be on a little bit beyond normal. Yeah, and I think that that's a good, well, we'll, we'll probably go back, but it, it brings the point of a lot of people talk about, you know, steroids and mental health and it's like you've said it's it's where people i guess abuse to the point it's almost scary to be smaller and this can lead to a lot of people being depressed and and it's like i, I can't imagine going back to that size so you know what i'll i'll, I'll call my tr trt through 50 milligrams every week and i think that's why mm. and this is why it's more likely to be abused in bodybuilding yeah. versus other sports. Yeah. Take someone like a CrossFitter who's using steroids, because believe it or not, CrossFitters use steroids. People oh, at the big top time. Yeah. Big time. Right? They're doing it purely for an athletic goal. Yeah. Once they've achieved that goal and retired, they're not really that fussed about taking steroids over again. Yeah. Same with sprinters, everything else. And that's why when you look at it's performance. Like the pundits, mm. yeah, yeah, look at a lot of the pundits on sports stations. You know, we were massive when they were, you know, running and things. They look a lot smaller nowadays. That's because they just don't, they just come off it. You know, it's like, meh. You know, come don't off. Don't need it, you know. yeah. I, I stopped training. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is that, you know, we were never on a huge amount. But with bodybuilding, it's, you know, there's a lot of body dysmorphia tied into bodybuilding. There's a lot of mental health issues that bodybuilding was being used to mask, bury, whatever you want to say. And, you know, so when we retire, they still have these issues. It takes long And to... they don't want to actually, you know, we've got so used to walking, you know, their personalities become being massive. Mm. You know, we've tied their personality to their physique. And that's, you know, half the issue. So when we retire, it's like, oh, who am I now? Oh, I'm just going to mm -hmm. still to be a little bit big so I can have jacked arms still. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's, you know, that's that. But I think that's the difference between use and abuse. You know, use is controlled and for a specific goal. Abuse is, I am, you know, using this even when I don't really need to. Yeah. And, you know, and the sad thing is, is, you know, with women as well. Mm -hmm. You know, as you said, female... Um, bikini athletes, wellness, figure, you name it, we're all, we're all using something and um, to various degrees. Yeah. And, and there is side effects. Go on, no, no, I was just going to say, and in a place like Kenya where people don't talk about it, uh, people lie because like the competitors, they'll, they'll, they'll lie on social media where you're thinking, oh, she, she looks good all year or he... And they they themselves don't even know what they're doing, so it, it's it can, it's a bit risky. Well, we've heard of you know, I've heard of the female competitors, mm -hmm. not bikini competitors, but or, you know, people a bit higher up. Yeah, using females using some really serious steroids to you know, using the same as what the guys the guys yeah, mm. the training their coach is a guy. He uses this, putting, so I'm used to say. Yeah, putting so, them on test and... And that's the thing. It's like women have to realise any amount of steroids you take has a knock-on side effect. Now, there's you know, various degrees of depending on dosage, but very few, there's going to be a, a certain level of virilisation. For those women listening, virilisation is, you know, you know, for roads becoming a man, essentially. You know, it is... You know, you, your voice starts to get deeper. You know, you start growing more hair. Your jaw gets thicker. You know, your clitoris gets bigger. These things are, you know, are just part of it. You know, sex drive increases. You know, and this is, you know, a thing. And it's not just you know, doing it once. It's you may not even notice. It's like 
you know, you've been doing it for a few years, if you were to look at a photo of yourself now versus then, you might notice a difference. And you might not notice all the small changes, but looking from one to the other. It's like a before and after type mm. thing. You don't notice day to day with you know changes, but ten years down the road, mm. you look like a whole different person. And this is what happens to a lot of the female bodybuilders we see at the top level. You know, they you know, they didn't set out to try and look so masculine, you know, you know thick jaws and deep voices, but that's just what's happened over time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Little 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 changes. So yeah, you know, there is safer ways for women and you know and I think, you know, with bikini athletes you see at the IFBB, they tend to use like, you know, low dose stuff, stuff with, you know, much you know, aromatization and stuff, you know, things that aren't going to massively you know, have massive side effects, you know. Things like Anathar, Primo you know, but in low dosage. Because, let's be clear, men have relatively high levels of testosterone naturally. That's why we are essentially men. You know, that's why we grow facial hair and everything else. Women have a little bit of testosterone. And every woman has testosterone. Now, you know, when you take exogenous testosterone, the closer you get to, you know, where men's normal is, is a, you know, it's a road to virilization. So, you know, it's you can keep quite low and just put your range up a touch, and you know, you'll see a change in women. But it's it's naive to think for any woman there's going to be no side effects, and they're not going to look yeah. any level of virilization. Yeah, and it's I mean, for women as well, like you said, Andy, there's there's all these knock-on effects, and you know. Maybe when you're competing or you're younger and you're thinking about taking these things, you're not thinking about your fertility and how that's going to affect you in your 30s sort of and beyond. Um, and, you know, where, where I've seen on social media where women say they take something, that is all that they'll say is that they take something. They won't say what it is, how, how they're going about it, which is the most important thing. Like, am I working with a doctor? Am I doing my bloods? You know, and, and then most importantly, being like, look, this is my job or something like that. Like, you don't need to do what I'm doing. Um, I think it's kind of, you know, if you want to be in the top tier of bodybuilding as a man or a woman, yeah, you're going to have to take take steroids and, you know, think about the sacrifices that you're going to make to your health for that. But it's all about trying to mitigate those and doing as much research as you can. And, you know, Andy, like you said at the beginning, like, you know, if you're under 20 and you're taking them, and you know, especially when you're that young and maybe it's your coach telling you, you're not going to argue. You're going yeah, like, to be jacked and strong. What's what's wrong with that? I think with kids, you know, under even up to 25, you know, your, your testosterone levels are through the roof. Yeah, you do. If you're eating, if you're eating good and training hard, you will see massive gains just by being young. Yeah, yeah. But I remember being younger and I was ready to be experimental. I'm sure if, I always say this, it, it was the point I wanted to sort of go for the pro card. If I was in that environment, mm-hmm. I say in, a, oh, oh, I guess South Africa is a way ahead, Europe where the yeah. knowledge is there, the coaches are there and I know if I was in that environment, you, I wouldn't have thought twice. That's for sure. So but that's because you're more, you're, you're less risk adverse when you're young. Yeah, you're, it's like let's you're go. More risk, you know, you're, you're, you're willing to take risks because you, you're not thinking about settling down. You're not thinking about no. trying to have a family. There, you're not worried about actually your life finishing. This about muscle. It still seems like so far <laughs> ahead, away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh yeah, you know. Oh, Give me the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's so, you just want to look good. That's what you kind of. But. But don't care you about. I always think I I feel bodybuilding has contributed to a lot of um, hormonal knowledge because of just yeah, the way they're experimental. Yeah. I do think with because there's not any you know, universities, mm. you know, science are not going to fund uh, and research bodies aren't going to fund research into a 
athletic steroid usage. <laughs> They're not. It's just not happening. So where do you get your knowledge from? Um, and the reality is, yeah, steroid, you know, steroids and bodybuilding has built a big platform of knowledge, and we, you know, in, more in the male section because guys are willing to talk about it. Yeah. You know, um, I must admit I've not read any of the girls' logs on Trained by JP, but. Oh, no, yeah, that's. Kai, uh, I don't think anyone massively talks about it. Even uh, what's her name? The guy, Gail. The Rhea. 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 Yeah. yeah. She does her, and another wellness athlete. They, they, they do good Kira, logs. Yes. Yes. Kira yes. yeah. or something. She's young as well, I and mean, she's mm. special. Twenty what? Yeah. yeah. She. They she's post on the. They do their logs, their meals, their bloods, and, and, and it, it, it does, I think, that's that's really good information for the women, because they're all different, like, I guess Kai does her jiu-jitsu, bodybuilding, uh, one's figure, and the other one's wellness, so it just shows the differences. But the reality is... <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Pause. Pause. Alright, come on, break, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I muted. thought you stopped there. I've muted, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, let me go open. No, but no yeah, she's fine. So, I think, yeah, with men, we know a lot more than with women. It's yeah. only because of male bodybuilders that openly talk about And more of the British side because... Yeah. Here's the thing. Steroids are very much illegal in America. Yeah. You can go to prison for steroids. In the UK, it's, a, it's not a grey area. It's, a, it's legal to own steroids and have them in your possession. It's illegal to sell steroids. It's illegal to buy steroids. Oh, gosh. Stop it. Stop. Yeah, technically it's illegal buy steroids, but if you're found with steroids, that's fine. Yeah, it's I guess the laws help when it comes to knowledge. Yeah, so I think the British side because it's a little bit more, it's okay to discuss steroids. Yeah, it, it really helps because even yeah, younger guys end up learning, and uh, yeah, it's, Jesus, wait. Uh, yeah, we'll but have... in Kenya, I actually don't think, and don't know if there even is a law against steroids. I don't know. I well, oh gosh, I've talked to a few doctors, and I know it, it's it's almost taboo. It's something they don't really talk about a lot. No, I think it's probably a bit like it's a prescription drug. If you're found with it without a prescription, yeah, like a prescription drug, you get the chalk. But yeah. if a doctor has prescribed you but, something. But problem is, I talked to a few, just asking around, and the questions they ask is like, you know, why? And I've never even seen that here, and I'm not sure if they're lying or they just don't know. Maybe there's testosterone somewhere, but yeah, no, endocrinology mm. in Kenya is not a massive field nope. studied by doctors. There's not a lot of, there's no men's sexual health doctors. I think there's a discussion. There's you know, one guy. Good knowledge now, and you check on YouTube or podcasts. Yeah, you know, you can learn a lot more. Um, gone are the days where you know you went out to the biggest guy in a gym and say, Hey, how do I get bigger? You want to take this D bolt, yeah, and, you know, you know, to take this decker, and you know, that's you know, you, you, there's actual knowledge out there, and it's not about looking at safe models of usage. And the way, the way you know, you look at you know, Victor, Victor Black will say he came up with safe models of usage, so we'll give him, we'll give him props there. Um, but a lot of the guys talk about it now, like, you know, Callum, Dean. It's about using small amounts of different steroids. Yeah. Because everything works on a different pathway. So, for instance, you would have your testosterone base, you 
yeah, sort of primo into the mix because they work on different pathways. It's primo has you know considerably less side effect, but it's less you know, androgenic. You know, so you get less muscle growth per mg, you know, microgram than you will with just testosterone, but you get less um, you get less side effects. And then you got something like trembolone, which is a nor free you know receptor thing. So you know, you can have things on different, you know, affecting different receptors and it's safer than just taking large amounts of one thing. And that's the idea is because you know, you're not overloading any one system. Mm. Yeah. Message. And your and your body does get used to the compounds after a while anyway. Mm. But, you know, as I said, yeah. What a lot of young people need to realise is not young people, but people getting into steroids, shall I say, is a small amount of testosterone will have a big impact. You don't need to take huge amounts of anything because, you know, once you've checked your testosterone levels, and my natural testosterone level is naturally high, you know, if I was to take testosterone on top of that, then it becomes basically physiological very very small amount because it's already at the top you know on the high end of normal now if you are someone who's got low testosterone naturally and you're feeling the effects of that you know you're feeling depressed lethargic low libido erectile dysfunction these things and it's caused by low testosterone you to be super physiological you will need a little bit more because mm-hmm. yeah, you're already low. So what you're putting on top of, um, you know. So understand that you know if you are just trying to be normal, a small amount on top of your low testosterone will be normal. Probably be mm-hmm. even over normal, even with a tiny amount. So if you put your testosterone up, what do you think is going to happen? All your other sex hormones go out of whack. Mm-hmm. Even with a you know a small amount of testosterone, you know, but it's what what you can kind of live with. It's like you know, um, so for instance, your you know estrogen levels increase. You know, your prolactin levels can increase, and this is why guys get gynecomastia because they put you know prolactin levels have increased because you know their testosterone. The higher your testosterone goes. Higher these other hormones swing back round, and you know, I mean, that's why a lot of bodybuilders will use auto, uh, you know, uh, anti aromatizing inhibitors, mm-hmm. AIs, which mm-hmm. is like to reduce your, you know, reduce your estrogen levels, you know. So, you know, which are, you know, estrogen's there for a reason, uh, you know, it's cardiovascular protective. You know, on the whole, it's, you know, so by having an AI, you're then reducing it almost too much, and you're putting your, you know, your health in risk there. So, what's considered now is you shouldn't necessarily need an AI if you have low, keep your testosterone levels, you know, your test base low. Mm-hmm. You know, my understanding is then your estrogen shouldn't go too high, and if you have primo on top of that, which doesn't massively affect your estrogen and can keep, you know, keep the estrogen low, actually helps with, therefore, you know, so you have test down primo and you'll have higher testosterone, estrogen kept within normal range and, you know, you feel better. So, it's, but it's about, you know, knowledge, you know, and mm-hmm. when, you know, guy, guys want to just do everything all at once, you know, get me on the trend. Fact is, you don't necessarily ever need trends. No. You know, it's like it's made for cows. Are you a cow? <laughs> you know, but you know, but I've heard even a small amount of trend with pre-run tests because they all work on different pathways. Actually, is you know safer than doing just high-level testosterone mm-hmm. because yeah. we're talking low levels of each one yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they work on different pathways. So, but you know, so with, you know, there is, and that's the difference between use and abuse. You know, it's having that knowledge to look and then check your blood and just use what's enough for, the, like, as we say with athletes, 
I'm not using enough for the task you tried to achieve and not more. Yeah, I think I think if you so I'm thinking if you can't if you can't take note of like your nutrition and training, I don't think no. you have any business going into because it, it's work. <laughs> it's not people, Well, it's expensive as well. Yeah. Like you, and then people well, assume. Here's the thing, though, is what you said, Leon. If yeah. you know, people think you can just take steroids. Yeah, you just steroids. Start. Oh, you, you always there. You see a picture <laughs> of a bodybuilder on Instagram, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, we could all look like that with steroids." It's I mean, like, answer is you can't. For one, one was sprinkled genetics. Mm -hmm. you know, I could put certain people on steroids, and we would never even look like we trained. You know, it's just a fact. There is people that, you know, respond better, but there's, you know, people that are healthier from taking steroids. Yeah. Their body handles it better, so they don't have the big swings. And there's people that, you know, they take a little bit of, you know, testosterone, and we've got, like, Probably. really bad acne yeah. on the back, and, we, you know, we get massive side effects. Yeah. And they're not made to take it. So, you know, but what everyone should have in common is they should be getting hitting all the meals, training really hard, because you need to do that first. And all these top bodybuilders nailed that mm -hmm. before we ever touched a steroid. Yep. yep. And that's yep. just a fact. You know, a lot of the guys were like, I started training and I got really good and I put on a lot of muscle. And then I took some steroids and got became a pro. <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of how that works. Yeah, you know, It's not like, oh, yeah, I got to the gym, I started taking steroids and training all in the same day, yeah. which is like, what a lot of young guys think they need to do. Yep. It's almost like supplements. It's like, yeah, I'm in the gym now. What should I take? You know, that's usually the first question everyone yeah. asks. It's it's never what should I eat because I know younger guys will always DM and it's like, I started the gym. What supplements can I get? <laughs> it's, it's it's always having the priorities what, wrong. You know, well, yeah? I guess that's what social media throws at you. You know, you always see your influencer with their stack that they take. All of them, all of them. You know, no one, no one. It's promoting get the basics right first because nah. they're being paid by supplement companies. So yeah, and it's you think if you're going to take it, that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. Your Nothing choice. Like, it. go for it. But just I think such a huge message is just if you're going to do it properly, it is going to be expensive, especially if you're doing it here. <laughs> yeah, because. Bad. <laughs> you're going to have to do blood work. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that it's not cheap yet. And if you want to be healthy, you are going to need to do your blood work. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You have thing to. Is, hmm. And here's the thing people don't realize. So if you're going to do a psychosteroids, so you want to do your blood work before. See what your normal range is. Mm -hmm. Take steroids, wait five weeks, depending on the ester of steroids. So mm. take test and activate. That's a five-week. Test and what? Testonamphate, so that is for um, ester. Oh, okay. So, you know, how long it lasts in the system. It takes, how long it takes to be fully mm -hmm. at largest plasma levels in your system. So, you're talking about five weeks into yeah. a cycle. Mm -hmm. Do your blood. Finish your cycle, wait five weeks and take your blood. So, you've now got, oh, and a lot of people, you know, would benefit from seeing it at the end of their cycle as well before they come off it to see it, their blood at their worst so you can see what's happened on the whole cycle and because it then takes five weeks to come out of your blood system because mm. it's, you know, it's got a long acting yeah. ester that's why you do want five weeks after coming off to see it yeah. well and then you'll see like a p picture there so that's full blood tests yeah and that's you know and full profiles <laughs> That's a lot, unless you've got great insurance here. And then yeah. on top of that, if you're new to this, I would do it with a coach who knows what they're doing. Um, you know, so taking that into account. I mean, maybe not working with a coach all the time, but, you know, at least doing a consultation yeah. with a coach who can yeah. read your blood work, who can tell you what to take, who can be like, yeah, no, you can just start with X, Y, Z, like Andy's saying, at this small dose, that's all you need. Um, and then... Just getting it here, I mean, it's not easy to get stuff here. Um, so you've got to think through through all of that too. Um, and I don't think it should be a taboo topic. Um, no. And you'd rather know where to get the good stuff than getting, I don't know, some Chinese And there's a thing, like people stuff. talk about smoking weed quite openly. 
people talk about drinking quite openly. People talk, I know people talk about taking cocaine quite openly. Mm. You know, each to their own, you know, everything, you know, is a personal choice. Yeah. And when people are snorting cocaine or drinking excessively, there is a health risk to that. Yeah. You wake that up in your head when you do it as a personal choice. There always is no different. You know, you just need to have the knowledge that how is this affecting or is going to affect me and, you know, is it worth it for me mm-hmm. what I want to yeah. achieve? Yeah. And only a person, you know, an individual can ever answer that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... I guess when everyone is thinking or wants to start it, it it's it's from a good place. I guess it's it's not like alcohol or you know the lifestyle drugs. It's where I can build muscle, look good. I guess it comes from a place of longevity and health, and you know everyone wants to look and feel good. But if you do not you know take care of your say your blood work and your nutrition and all these other things then it, it now becomes a problem. Something that would have been a positive in your life now becomes st- starts causing issues because you just... Well, you ju- don't know. You've just... You've yeah. abused well, back it. To that, well, the thing is, as I was saying, yeah. back to that mm-hmm. thing, use versus abuse. Yeah. 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 You, you, know, you are beyond what you actually needed. You are beyond mm-hmm. what was you know relatively safe to you. So nothing safe. There's nothing you know. yeah. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> yeah. But then again, you, know, you have people doing things like Botox, fillers. Mm. Yeah. That's all got risks. That's not that they're safe. And, you know, but people are like, oh, yeah, it helps me with my confidence. Well, for some people, take, you know, steroids, building muscles to help them with their confidence. Yeah. So everyone's got yeah. a choice, but you've got to go in knowing full well that, you know, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not even, you know, even a small... And the slightest, Apart from, yeah. like, properly done TRT is healthier than having low testosterone. Yeah. But yeah. if you're doing... Super TRT, like some of the bodybuilders are. Yeah, that's unhealthy. Yeah. You know, and it's about having that, knowing that the difference and having the knowledge of what you're actually doing or working with someone who has knowledge. And, you know, it's great. If you're in the States, you can go to a longevity clinic and speak to a doctor who will prescribe testosterone. Yeah, I think a, lo- a lot of. Get tested. Yeah, a lot of lifestyle diseases in men are linked to low test. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with finding out if yours is low or not, and yeah, you can deal with it. So, I suggested to a lot of my older, you know, older clients, clients over forty, and mm. like, do a testosterone check test. Yeah, yeah. just test. Uh, I feel a bit, a bit, a bit, you know, because sometimes you just feel a bit lethargic, you feel a bit like, down. Yeah, well, just do a test, and there might not be anything to do with that. If your testosterone's good, great. Let's check out your SHBG. Mm-hmm. And if that's if that's high, let's bring it down with some natural stuff like boron. This is the other thing, you know. Let's say, you know, if you're Free test levels are low, like your test levels can look like they're normal and still be low because yeah. of SHB. So, you know, that's something you may want, you know, people could even just sort out themselves to get a bit of a test boost without ever having to take testosterone. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's just a lot of that is lifestyle, isn't yeah, it? Like just <laughs> working on that. Um, yeah, better sleep would be a great yeah, start. Better, drink better sleep, alcohol. your stress, your alcohol. If you drink, yeah. Just you know, exposure to toxins, all of that. But I mean, so if someone listening, you know, in their forties is like, Oh, TRT sounds, <laughs> TRT is sounding <laughs> like it's where it's at. It's sad, what, what would you, what would you say to them? Like, who would you recommend they go to? All I would of that. First, yeah, I don't know in Kenya who, you know, TRT does that. I would first go to get my blood work done. Yeah. They'll tell you what your normal ranges are, what they are. Mm. You know, and then if you look, if it, you're shown as normal on the range, but you still feel like, you know, you've got things like red blood dysfunction, you know, low libido, depressed, a bit depressed. Now, you know, it could be that, you know, you're still low testosterone for you. And when you were younger, you had high testosterone and it's done down. That's low for you, just because it's normal for the general population mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't yeah. mean it's normal for you. Yeah. So there's still that, but the reality is, you know, if you're showing as low on, you know, blood work, then you'll need to try and find a doctor. If you can't find a doctor, 
and it's a little bit tricky. You can go, you know, you can do it self-administer, but that becomes a bit trickier because we can go and keep doing blood tests. And, you know, and you could do, for instance, you know, 100 or 75 micrograms, a little bit of testosterone a week, which is probably true TRT, 75 to 100. Yeah. It's true. I never even do 150 because it just makes it feel better. You know, as in, that's still would class TRT depending on the individual mm. you know and that's the thing it's it's very individualistic so yeah. you can't just say hey take this but, you know I said you know people don't want to inject those so you know if you can you know for and proper TRT clinics in US and UK well it's not really TRT clinics but your GP in the UK yeah. they can prescribe a testosterone replacement cream you know and you know so that is going to make a big difference. But we're talking, these are quite low dosage. Yeah. And yeah, as I said, it's probably no more than 100 milligrams you know, a week, every two, you know, even every 10 days. So it, it varies. But in, in Nairobi, first place to start is actually checking your blood. Then finding, maybe speaking to a general medicine doctor, showing them your blood work, showing them. And then trying to work out if any of the clinics actually can. <laughs> can <laughs> trying to find the clinic can actually can, prescribe. Yeah. If not, you can get a prescription from your doctor, go abroad, buy it, and bring it in to Kenya with oh, your yeah, prescription. Oh, yeah, because you have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. Well, you could, like, you could just do a consult, like, with someone like Dr. Dean. Yeah, you can speak to Dr. Dean. There's, you, know, you speak to lots of you know, yeah, people. Yeah, there's a couple, yeah. Um, you know, to discuss your blood work, but you know, if you are genuinely low in TRT, you know, you, you, there are specific TRT doctors in this world, yeah. which are probably a good first call because they can write your prescription. You know, and having a prescription for testosterone means you can travel in it with. with ah, yeah, you can that's have good, it. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, you, know, you, can, yeah. you can fly in carrying yeah. it and you, know, you get stopped and go, here's my prescription. Yeah, good. good yeah, no, I good think that's a really that in Kenya, yeah. good good point yeah, to have yeah. that. But yeah. I guess yeah, I mean, anyone listening, you can always DM Leon or Andy yeah. <laughs> if you want more info on like who to talk to as well. Yeah, because yeah. or, or like where to get testosterone if you're yeah. you you know <laughs> yeah if if you are traveling and you want to get some for um, health purposes only. That, yeah, we're doing for health yeah, purposes gonna, right now. Message me about whether it's drugs or not. Yeah, yeah, no, this is for health purposes. Not for a local bodybuilding okay. show. Okay, so for any, <laughs> I guess any, any man or woman listening who's like, okay, give me the juice, I want the good stuff. What we, what advice would you give them, like step by step? Look, reality is. Where's your blood work at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think number yeah, one. What's your goal? You know, if someone came yeah. to me and said, I want to do steroids, I'd go, why? First thing is why? Because the reality is, for a local Kenyan show, especially for women, you don't need to take anything. That's a fact. It's, you know, there's a lot of women that are not taking anything. Just be the best you can be. Now, if you've been consistently brilliant at what you do and you want to take it to the next level, that's different. You've nailed your dieting, mm-hmm. you've nailed your, you know, your training. And this goes to guys as well. Then, once everything's ticked off, and you want to take your, your physique to the next level, then start, you know, researching. You know, listen to podcasts. Going on things like Blood, Sweat and Gear on Think Big Media. And listen to those guys. Listen to... You know, Scott Stevenson. Uh, look, listen to Train by JP. Mm-hmm. You know, have a look at some of his stuff. Uh, and that's just your base. <laughs> that's just base knowledge. Um, and then get your bloods done because you know you may not even need to, or do your bloods while you're doing research because you might not even need to. But you know, you might. You might have low testosterone where, you know, first things first, let's sort that out. You might have health issues that you want to sort out first. Yeah. If you've already got high blood pressure, poor kidney health, you shouldn't even be, or poor heart health, you shouldn't yeah. even be thinking about going anywhere near steroids. If you've got a history of, you know, sudden cardiac arrest in your family, stay away from steroids because 
What you don't want to do is suddenly increase the thickness of your blood and add a potential clotting issue, you know, to, you know, a heart that's potentially genetically, you know, got, you know, genetic health issues. If you've got, you know, things like liver bounce back, but kidneys, mm. you know, liver, uh, heart, if you've got genetic issues, just don't risk it. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's about knowing how healthy you are to start with then speaking to the right people you know yes have a consultation with dr dean have a consult you know have a consultation with you know someone like get a coach who you know who knows like you know have a consultation with people like victor black you know with different you know dave crossland these type people where you know have you know discussed usage and safe usage and Debated it, you know, everyone's slightly different. You know, get a coach like Callum, you know, from a muscle, you know, formerly of muscle mentors, now the team pro coach. Mm-hmm. These guys who've got a vast knowledge on the subject and do their research and check with other people, you know, and make it as scientific as we can just to be safe. Yeah, you know, what you don't want to do is go, Yeah, I'm ready to take steroids and just find the biggest guy in the gym and go, All right, where do I get steroids from? In my bag. You know, <laughs> Depending, say if you decide to take something like growth hormone, be aware of it. If you've got an underlying cancer cell, that accelerate the rate of growth. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of negatives to taking it. If, however, you've got a really strong goal, you know, and you want to do it for that goal, then you know it's your choice. Just be aware of these things, but be aware of where your health is. Be aware. Take the right advice. Keep on top of your bloods. And use just enough to to achieve your goal, and then come off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then if you come off, get you'll need to have some assistance going on. Some people can just come off completely, and their levels bounce back. Other people come off, and they need PCT, it's post-cycle therapy. Some people, if you've got naturally low testosterone, will just need to come off back to TRT. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Remember this, if you've been using steroids for a while, you may not be able to produce a baby anymore. And there's ways on that. There's also, like, you know, trying to increase fertility using uh, HCG. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, um, you know, so, and things, other things, just to bring up, you know, sperm count, things like that. For ladies, you know, sadly, if you've been on steroids for a while, you may never be able to have a child now. Yeah, and that's the reality of, you know, it's knowing the reality. Yeah. Yeah, It's knowing how hungry you are and get get true assistance. Yeah. And really, like, I mean, in our last episode, we're talking all about budgeting. Budget for this. (laughs) Because it's going to be expensive. You know, and if it's something you really want and you want to do it in as healthy way as possible, it's it is going to cost you. So, you know, if you're in your twenties and you want to get Jack, this is not not the way for you. You know, you will you will need to set aside some some serious uh, money for your blood tests, for your coach to get the drugs, whatever you're taking, and the supporting There's supplements, the, the supporting supplements. And then if you need PCT, the PCT. So, you know, it's, again, that's what I understand. You have a goal. If if you're just doing this to look good, to me, that's a bit of a waste of money. Um, But if there's, you know, if there's a serious performance goal, a serious health goal, that's fine. But just, yeah, like we've said, do as much research as you can and make sure you've budgeted for this because if you're doing it properly, it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. So that, I think that that kind of sums all of all of that up for this episode. And yeah, if you want more info on like yeah who you can consult with, 
Um, I'll try and put some names in the in the show notes for you. I'll get them from Andy and Leon. Or you can just slide into their DMs. Yeah, I'm happy to answer <laughs> genuine questions. Not yeah. Where can we get steroids from? Which I guess the, mo- frequent, the most frequently asked question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's get let's yeah. get a you know, ask some serious ones if if you are gonna be serious about it. And Andy and Leon can point you in the right direction. Yeah, there are if many you are, good guys out there. There, there are. There's some good Smart. coaches out there, but yeah, there's also some bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can hopefully point you in the right way. And uh, yeah, hope this uh, episode was interesting. Right, let's go get some juice, guys. Yeah, We've got to look pumped for this orange, podcast. Oranges. Yeah, oranges. <laughs> and there's yeah. apologies for all the dogs in this one. They had a lot to say. Yeah. It's all right. All right, we'll see you in the next one.